listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and I'm so glad to have you here today. We have been talking about all kinds of cool things over the last several weeks. One of the things that has seemed to really resonate with a lot of listeners was a conversation that I recently had with my good friend, Bill Emiot, about insecurity. And we talked about how insecurity is something that we we all can relate to. There's a lot of, we, we carry that within us. We don't feel adequate. We don't feel equipped. And so we walk around feeling insecure. And oftentimes we may feel like we're the only one who feels insecure. And what we've discovered as, as we talk about this is that everyone carries insecurity in them. And so while we may feel insecure, it's so important that we are not frozen in our insecurity. And in, in fact, what we really need to do is we need to overcome that insecurity, not in our own strength, not because we talk ourselves into it or work ourselves up for it, but because we know that we are instead called by God to walk in total confidence because of who he is and what he's done. And that's a conversation that we want to have today with another good friend of the podcast, Stephanie Chase. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, Chuck. How are you? Now, you are Bill Emiata's down in Houston. Houston's first. You're also in Houston across town, and you're over at Champion Forest. Is there, like, do you guys have softball teams that compete against each other? How, how does it go down there? No, we should because, uh, you know, we would definitely dominate. Oh, because, I mean, you are the champion. <laughs> We're forest, the champion right? forest. The, <laughs> is there an actual forest? Uh, well, not anymore. We got lots of buildings, okay, lots just of houses. Go, it's cut down. Yes. We cut it down and <laughs> paved it. We paved it. I think there was a song about that in the 70s. Exactly. <laughs> but we do love Houston's first check. We partner with them a lot, especially in trainings. I know that you, there's a lot of love down there for one another, uh, personally, but also congregationally. And that's wonderful. Yes. Houston seems to be a really wonderful place to be. There's so many great friends and, and a lot of you who are just leading really strong kids programs down in that area. Thank you. And I would just encourage our listeners to one of the great things about having other people in kids ministry that you can call, that you can reach out to when you just need someone to talk to about issues going on or, hey, what are you doing? Can you help me with this? It's great to have friends in the ministry in your area. It really is. And it's so, you know, for many of us, we can easily become isolated where we, uh, we, we're at our church, especially if you're the leader of your ministry, there may not be a whole lot of people in the church that you can really share your deepest concerns with. You can share prayer requests with, we certainly can do that within our teams and need to, but you're right. It's so helpful to have a friend who has a different pastor than you is what we like to say, who can listen without having all their own feelings about your situation. Exactly. I totally agree with that. And to be able to pray for you as well. That's so helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We need to have that prayer support for sure. Well, so let's talk a bit about finding our confidence. So we, Stephanie, over the last couple of years, we know everyone, uh, the church has been shaken. We we have an ebook that we published you know, a year and a half or more ago when COVID hit us, that's called 10 Attributes of an Unshakable Kids Ministry. One of those attributes is having a leader who walks in confidence. And that that's easier said than done. And so I wanted to be, have an opportunity to chat with you today about, about what that looks like, practically speaking. And so we've all been faced with with difficulty. We're faced with difficulty in the ministry uh, every day. We know we have an adversary who does not want us to reach kids for Jesus, who battles against us. 
he seeks to discourage and divide and and uh, and distract us to pull us off our focus. Um, and we can, we know that we struggle with feelings of inadequacy uh, when we're faced with difficulty. And so to, to make the choice, and I believe it's a choice that we make, to choose to walk in confidence instead uh, is something that that we need to be uh, cognizant of and to do to do intentionally, right? So you've had uh, a few things that may have shaken your confidence over the last couple of years, not just COVID and church things, but you've had some very personal things uh, that have been difficult that you have walked through with the Lord and, and found your confidence. Would you share a little bit of your story, with of your husband's story and what you've walked through together? I would absolutely love to, Chuck. You know, one thing about confidence, I think it's really cool to know, like when you look up the definition of confidence— like it's the feeling or believing that you can rely on someone or something. Mm -hmm. And when you think about us as followers of Jesus, that's what we call faith. Yes. And I love to look at Hebrews chapter 11, that faith chapter, yes. and look at all of those different people. Like it was Noah, by faith, Noah built the ark. By faith, Abraham obeyed and went where he didn't know he was going. It's all the stories we teach our kids every week. And it's by faith. And it's because of our faith and trust in God and Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. Because of that, we can walk in confidence. I love That's the right. verse that says, apart from me, apart from him, I can do nothing. I cannot do squat without him. And so um, just thinking about that, Chuck, in my um, own personal journey on November the 19th, uh, my husband is a football referee for college, I mean, not college, high school and middle school football teams. Okay, so on Friday nights, he's usually gone in the fall refing. And so um, this one Friday night, November 19th, he was out refing. And I know it's kind of weird to say, but I take a bath every night. So I'm taking my <laughs> bath. And in our bathroom at the end of the bathtub is a window with blinds. And the blinds are always closed, of course. But on this one Friday night, through the tiniest little slat in the blind, I could see the full moon, okay? I was like, wow. And so I just noticed it. And right in that moment, I felt in my spirit, something's going to happen, but I am with you. Now, Chuck, you know, sometimes when you have those moments, you think, am I losing my mind? Am I crazy? <laughs> you know, is this, is this really God? What is this? So um, I just immediately started praying for Rick because I thought, oh, my goodness, what if something happens while he's on the football field? Mm. So I was praying for Rick, and uh, he came home that night. He was totally fine. Everything's okay. And as leaders, speaking of confidence, we do this. I thought to myself, oh, well, maybe I didn't hear that right. Maybe I was imagining. Maybe mm. I was crazy. So I just went on about life. And then on Saturday, November 20th, went through the day. That night at 11 p.m., I was finishing up my lesson for Sunday morning. And Rick was in his office in the front. And he walked out. And he said, something is wrong. Something is wrong with my head. I think my head is about to explode. Something is wrong, Steph. And he was just walking around, grabbing his head. It hurts. It hurts. And um, I said, well, sit down just a minute. Let me get some aspirin. You know, I was thinking a heart attack. I don't know why sure, with the head right. thing. But um, so we, by God's grace, just decided 
let's go to the emergency room. We're not waiting. We're not messing around. So we got in the car and we drove to the emergency room and we were on our way to this one emergency room. And he's like, I can't make it, Steph. I can't make it. It hurts too bad. My head's going to explode. You've got to just pull over to the nearest ER. Now I'm going to be real, Chuck. Okay. There was an ER right there on the side of the road Mm. and it was a little sketch. Mm. And I was thinking, I'm going to pull into this ER. This is my husband. This is his life. Okay. So I whip in. I go in. There's nobody at the desk. I'm banging the little bell, you know, like at an old hotel. And uh, finally, somebody comes out. They help us. They get him back there. And I'm sitting in the uh, waiting room area, filling out all the insurance paperwork. And I notice on the wall a picture. And it's a picture of surgeons doing surgery, but um, there's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom, the photograph said, or the whatever it is, the drawing, it said the perfect physician. So right in that moment, I was like, okay, God, I I hear you. I feel you. I, I, you're still with me. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. Because I was like, what? In my mind, I'm thinking, what is going to happen? Am I about to lose my husband? Am I going to, mm-hmm. you know, all the things go through your head. And so in a minute, this little lady walks out and she puts her hands on my knees and she says, I know you don't know me, but I'm the doctor here. And the moment that your husband came in, the voice of the Lord told me Hmm. to do a CAT scan. So I did it immediately. I have prayed over your husband. I'm going to go check the results and I'll be right back. Okay. I just sat there in shock. Literally, I said, whatever the voice of the Lord tells you to do, you do it. And if he tells you to tell me to do something, you tell me because I'm going to do it too. So she went back and I'm just sitting there in shock and tears run down my face because I'm like, God is with me. God is in this moment. And so in a little while, she came back and she said, I've ordered Life Light. They'll be here in just a few, in 15 minutes. I want you to go back in that ER. Do not let your husband fall asleep because if he does, he'll never wake up again. My goodness. And so I went back there and I'm trying to keep Rick awake. Rick is my husband and trying to keep him awake. And then in just a little while, the Life Light shows up. They roll, and what is so awesome, right? The sketchy ER I didn't want to pull into had an empty lot right beside it. So mm. the helicopter just literally just whooshed right down beside the ER. They ran him into that helicopter, just lickety split. And I'm standing there by myself in the parking lot. By this time, it's about 1 a.m. in the morning mm. on a Saturday night, knowing I have church Sunday morning. <laughs> and I watched that helicopter just whoosh up into the air, right when it got in the air, what was there beside the helicopter was that full moon. And right in that moment, I felt the voice of the Lord say, I'm with you. So the doctor comes and she says, you need to go home and get stuff and drive down to Methodist as quickly as you can, Methodist Hospital. So I run home, I get stuff, I jump in the car And I have a sunroof in my car, and I had pulled back that cloth part that day Mm -hmm. as I was out running errands. 
Chuck, I am not kidding you. The whole way, it takes at least 30 to 45 minutes to drive downtown to the hospital. The entire way, the moon was shining straight through that sunroof. And it was like, I'm with you, Steph. I'm with you. I got you. And so I got to the hospital and um, they told me where to go. The first waiting room, I'm jumping the waiting room. I'm sitting there because it's down in our medical center, which is just tons of tall buildings. I lean back against the window. There's the moon. They transfer me to another uh, waiting room while they take him into surgery. This is between 3 and 6 a.m. in the morning and moon the whole time, Chuck. And I was like, God is with me. He was there and, and he was reminding me the whole time, I am your confidence. I am your strength. I am everything you need in this moment, Stephanie. Hmm. And Chuck, for all of us listening in kids ministry, when when the budget falls apart, when the pastor doesn't understand kids ministry, when there are no teachers on Sunday morning of spring break and time change, can I get an amen? God is with us. He does not leave us. He does not forsake us. That's why we can walk in confidence because he's there. I've seen him. I have seen him there. And Chuck, my husband... He was in um, the ICU from that November 20th until I think it was December 17th. And what was his, what was the diagnosis? Great. So he had two brain aneurysms. Wow. And one of them had ruptured and the other one had not ruptured. So they immediately went in and worked on the ruptured one. Then once we got that one taken care of, they had to go back in and um, fix the one that was not ruptured. Mm. And Chuck, like they were saying to me, be prepared. He probably won't live. If he does live, um, he may be paralyzed. He may not be able to talk or walk. Mm. And let me just say, God is our strength. Mm. We can put, and you know what even had, and so my husband is at home now he's working. He, you would never know. Full recovery. In total recovery, wow. yes. And um, I know it doesn't always happen this way, yes. you know, but this is what I know. God was with me through it all. Mm. He was with me in the waiting room. He was with me in the sketchy ER. He was with me when the helicopter went up. He was with me during surgery, and he is with every listener listening. You are not forsaken. You are mm. loved, and you can put your hope and your confidence and your faith in him. Wow. Stephanie, what a testimony. What a story God has given you. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's very personal. And and for you to be vulnerable and share that is so, what a great opportunity to share what the Lord has done in your life. And to, and to be able to use that to encourage others is such a wonderful thing. Thank you for being willing to share. You're welcome. And you know, Chuck, like that, I'll be, can I be transparent again? Please. <laughs> so the whole time we were in ICU, you're driving downtown because you can't spend the night because of COVID. So you're driving 45 minutes each way to the hospital. You're in the ICU rooms, all those things, right? And to be honest, I was not spending time with the Lord every day like I normally do. Hmm. But this is where I want to encourage our listeners. 
It is so important for us to, especially as leaders, to be in the Word, spending time with the Lord every single day. Like if I could just jump up and down right now and say, do it, <laughs> I would because this is when when my I felt like my world was falling apart, my family mm-hmm. was falling apart. I had no idea what my future would be. Mm-hmm. All of the Bible stories that we teach on Sunday were coming to my mind. By faith, Noah built the ark. By yes. faith, God is in this room. Yes. By you know, by faith, Abraham went. By faith, we're going and we're believing and we're trusting. And so all of the script trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. All those scriptures that were in my heart from spending time with the Lord is what carried me through. Mm. Mm. Yeah. His, so this, let's tie this back to, to our topic that we're, that we're talking about. We had started at the top of the episode talking about insecurity and how those feelings can really dominate us. And we live in a culture where, um, where feelings are elevated as kind of the gold standard of truth. What I feel makes it real. And if I feel uh, a certain thing, I can justify that thing. But we know, we know that our feelings lie. We know that that Satan uses our feelings to manipulate us into not trusting God. And so through what you were through with, with Rick and that experience and the kind of things that we are all faced with every single day, with our, our insecurities, with our fears, with our doubts, we need to make a choice to not walk in fear, but to instead walk in faith. We know that his strength is perfect in our weakness. And so guys, listeners, sometimes God needs to make us weak so that we can see his strength. If we are never weakened, we won't really truly fully appreciate how strong he is. And so it can be hard to be broken and difficult to go through hard things. But we also know he uses um, James, the testing of our faith uh, through trials produces endurance. That's how he makes us stronger. And so, Stephanie, you've got a couple words for us um, on, on how we can not walk in our feelings, but walk in faith and choose to find confidence. Give, give us some encouragement there. Okay. The first thing, and these are basic, these are simple. You've heard them over and over again, but I want to encourage you to talk to God. Like talk to God. And when you are talking to God, listen, like Mm. spend time with Jesus every day in prayer and let him speak to you because that night in the bathtub of all places for him to just speak to me. I think about, I, I, when I looked back on that, I thought about Moses in the burning bush, you know, he was just doing his thing. And there was the bush. I was just doing my thing and there was the moon, right? (laughs) Okay. But we have got to be talking to God, listening to God, be in that close, intimate relationship with God. So talking to God, listen, be in the word. This builds your confidence because like you said, let God's word replace the feelings. Let the truth replace the feelings so that you can say, trust in the Lord, with all your heart, I'm not going to lean on what I know. I'm not going to lean right. on what I feel. I'm not going to lean on what's going on, but I'm going to trust in him. It was funny this past Sunday, 
um, one of our life groups, adult, young adult life groups asked me to come and speak. And they had given me Mark 10, the passage to teach on. And the first part was on divorce. And Mm. then it gets to the part where Jesus said, invite the children, right? Mm. To come or let the children come to me. (laughs) Well, the Lord, I was praying about it, thinking about it. And the Lord put it on my heart. You walk in there and you, the first thing you're going to say is stay married. I was like, this is crazy, right? I'm like, what? Uh. And I fought the Lord on it, but I kept talking to it. I kept reading. I kept listening. Finally, I'm like, by faith, with confidence, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to say, stay married. <laughs> I got two words for you, stay married. So I did it. I walked in there and I said what the Lord had put on my heart in my time with him when I'd been praying and studying the word. I had no idea I finished. And that night, one of the um, moms oh. from that group who she and her husband were there. The husband had left that week. But by a random act, random act, God, Mm, sorry, Lord. But God had purposed to have him in that room. Mm. And those two words were for their marriage. So what if I had doubted myself? What if I had went on my feelings and said, I am not going to talk about this because I don't feel real confident in what kind of wife I am. You know, I want to be a better wife, but we can't do that. We've got to be praying, be in the word, listening to God and obey what he tells us to do because we don't know what he's doing around us and where he needs us to walk in confidence and do what he needs us to do for his children, for the families, for the leaders, for our whole church. Mm. You know, so it's very simple, but pray and talk to God. Get in the word and let the word and the truth replace the feelings and the doubts. And so that when when you hit those situations, you've got what you need. And the Holy Spirit will bring it to your mind, right? Yes. He'll bring the words. He'll bring the scriptures to, so that you can be like, not, nah, you know what? I'm walking in confidence because this is what the word says. This is what the Lord says, this, you know? So read in the word. And then I'm going to tell you this. Stop it. <laughs> mm. Stop looking around at other people. Mm. Okay. The whole time that was going on with Rick, I could have been looking around and saying, Oh, look, they, they're not walking through this. They don't have to go through this or pity, pity me. You know what? Stop looking around. I I can't be Bill Emion. He's awesome, right? <laughs> I definitely can't be Mark Jones. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I look at all these other people, but here's what we got to do, Chuck. We got to realize God has a plan. He has a purpose for our lives and where he put us. And we have to believe it. We have to stay close to him and walk in where he has put us. One of our old pastors used to say, walk in the light he's given. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. And you know what? I believe that is completely true. And listeners, you need to not miss that. You are not where you are by accident. You are not who you are by accident. You are not where you are while you're there at this time by accident. And we see that in Esther, right? Perhaps it's for such a time as this that God put you there. But he made you who you are, gifted you uniquely, placed you purposely so that you can serve where you are and reach those that he has put within your reach. And he doesn't need everybody to be the same person. He needs each of us to be, to play our position, right? For on the team of the kingdom. One of my favorite stories, Stephanie, is in, uh, in talking about confidence. This is something that I like to talk about a lot. So as I get opportunities to go and to speak and present and connect with people and encourage leaders, 
I always want to encourage them to walk in confidence because we don't need to be told to walk in insecurity, right? We do that. We do that automatically. What we need to hear is, guys, your confidence doesn't come from your circumstance. Our circumstance may never give us confidence. If it does, our confidence is in the wrong thing, right? We we need to find our circum our, our our confidence in the Lord. And so, one of my favorite passages for this is in Joshua three, where the children of Israel are coming up, you know, to the Jordan River, and it's at flood stage. And if you have never, like you, you kind of picture what that is, but if you Google Jordan river at flood, flood stage, it's like a big rushing river. It's not like, it's not just deep water. It's like fast deep water. And it says, you know, they're, they're to cross the Jordan and, and, uh, and the priests are instructed who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant. You remember this, right? To walk up and to step in the water. And in the, in the word there in Joshua three says, when their feet touched the water, God stopped it up upstream. And then all the children of Israel crossed on dry land, but it wasn't until the feet of those leaders got muddy, got wet, that God responded. He promised, he promised when you step in this water, I'll stop it. But they had to take that step. And so there's, there's some there's some power in trusting God when he says to trust him. Even when the circumstances don't make sense, we might look at that water and think, if I step in, I'm going to get swept away, right? But God, but God promised that wouldn't be the case. He promised he would meet them there. And in trusting him, they can step into even something that looks scary or dangerous and in, in full confidence that God would show up. And he did. So I love that story. That's one of my favorites. I feel like every one of us as kids leaders need to have muddy shoes. <laughs> yeah, amen. That's great, Chuck. That is such a good analogy. It's so true. So where do you find your confidence, listeners? Make sure that your confidence is not coming from your circumstance. It's not coming from your ability. It's not coming from what other people think of you or say about you. Our confidence has to come from the Lord and only from him. And that's the only place that we can legitimately take any confidence because we have no control over any situations around us. But God is in control of everything. What a great promise to hold on to. Stephanie Chase, thank you for being here today. And thank you for sharing your story with us. You're so welcome. Thank you, Chuck, for the opportunity. We're just so thankful for Lifeway Kids and all that you do for us. Well, and we're thankful for your friendship. And listeners, we're thankful for your friendship. We are we are better together. We are we are here to encourage one another and build each other up. It's what we're supposed to do as believers. And it's what we need to do for one another as leaders. So listeners, I hope that you are encouraged by Stephanie and her story. And we hope that you're challenged to trust God, no matter what it looks like right now, wherever you are, we have no idea what you're going through. Pray, spend time in the word and look for others around you who can speak truth to your life. Don't trust your feelings because they lie. Lean on the truth of God's word and the promises that he's given you. And may you walk in victory, knowing that in the end, he wins, he wins. And in due time, we will reap if we faint not. So don't faint, keep the fight, keep the fight and get those shoes dirty. Stephanie, thanks for being with us. Listeners, thank you for being here. We'll see you back again soon, and uh, soon another time for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. <laughs>